I gotta tell somebody. This is the best thing I've ever seen. That. Let's talk about that. Let's you talk need about this. That. Listen to this. Memorable and exciting. Well, then be less boring. I'm gonna tell everyone. Wait here. Quite a remarkable big daddy. Remarkable. Welcome to Remarkable, a podcast for B2B marketers that deconstructs the most iconic moments in film, television, pop culture, and advertising for a single purpose, to give you, the B2B marketer, the same storytelling techniques that the pros use. In each episode, you will learn techniques from Hollywood, Pixar, Marvel, and beyond, from Spielberg's hands to yours, bringing remarkable content ideas to you every single week. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. This is Remarkable. This week, we're talking about B2B marketing lessons from the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world and how to use slogans in your marketing. He can slam a revolving door. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. Top line is the most interesting man in the world was kind of uh, just a huge advertising campaign for Dos Equis. That is Dane Eckerly, head of development at Caspian Studios, and Mr. Hollywood big shot movie maker himself. What's remarkable about the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world is the powerful slogan. That is Meredith O'Neill, our amazing producer extraordinaire for this show and many other shows at Caspian Studios. You can think of like your brand slogan almost as if it was a movie trailer. Like you want to get your key point across. You want to peak enough interest for audiences to engage with the content you're putting out, which I think is like definitely done through having a strong character and having a very strong slogan. So a lot of B2C companies do it really well. Like Nike, just do it again. It's a CTA wrapped up in a slogan. You're like, just do what? But like, do it, like do everything. That is Annika Das. B2B content marketing manager here at Caspian Studios. They're like super grainy videos, like homemade style videos, which was so different from any other beer brands that like the highly produced commercials that were out at the time. Like it kind of just caught your attention when you saw it. That is Colin Stamps, our podcast launch manager here at Caspian Studios and our marketing aficionado. top line is the most interesting man in the world was kind of uh, just a huge advertising campaign for Dos Equis. The ads featured this bearded, debonair, older man with uh, these voiceovers that were just hysterical and understated. The last time he flirted with danger, danger got clingy. He once received a standing ovation from a juror's box. His thank you cards have prompted your welcome cards. They ran in the United States in like the, I think like 2006 is when they first started. And the man who played the most interesting man in the world was a, an actor named Jonathan Goldsmith. And then the campaign itself was narrated by the voice of William Lyman, uh, who I think a lot of people recognize from the, that show Frontline. 
and yeah, for for all the the commercial installments of the campaign, they all just feature this handsome, bearded, well dressed older man, and he's just in each episode. For people who haven't seen it, or each installment uh, and each new snippet, uh, is just this man doing a variety of really worldly, incredibly interesting and outrageous things, like catching a marlin with his bare hands or winning an arm wrestling match somewhere in like the jungle, uh, surfing these humongous tsunami waves, bench pressing multiple women, and just all these crazy, crazy antics that make him, you know, the most interesting man in the world. He is the life of parties he has never attended. And the one thing that connects all of these commercial spots is his signature line, which is, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. Stay thirsty, my friends. And yeah, and then oh, he would always cap it off as well with stay, stay thirsty, my friends. And I feel embarrassed even muttering these, these uh, lines into a mic. I hope we can all say them so I feel less bad about having to repeat them in a way that's far less interesting than the interesting man in the world. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what made the, the campaign so famous. Meredith, anything to add there? Dos Equis is made by the Cuau Temac Moctezuma Brewery, which is based in Monterey, Mexico. And it's owned by Heineken, and they also produce Tecate and Sol, if you're familiar with those beers. And the ads for this campaign were created by an agency called Euro RSCG New York. Yeah, I think the slogan says, like, it's something to hook on to as a consumer. Like, by drinking Dos Equis, you could be also as interesting as that guy. And I think that in just a few words, you know, you sum up that sort of, like, brand identity. He wouldn't be afraid to show his feminine side if he had one. They launched this campaign in 2007 and afterwards, like in the time frame of like 2007 to 2015, those Equis shipped like their shipments grew over like 30 percent and they tripled their business since then. So like from two. 2007 to now, they've like tripled their business, which is crazy. And then Heineken, the company that owns Dos Equis, estimates that around like 25% of its future growth will come from the Dos Equis brand, which is really impressive when you think about it. That's incredible. Yeah, I wonder what the like mindshare was of Dos Equis in America at that point. Because like you see it all the time now. I feel like it's like at, you know, the gas station... It'll be like Corona and Dos Equis. Yeah. And it's crazy like to have that kind of an impact over a decade later, like since launching a campaign that people like we're still talking about it. Getting into the mind of like, w- like why they created this sort of thing or like what the, what the goals were. What do you think that they were sort of thinking? I mean, looking at it, you know, retroactively is like Corona was like the Mexican beer in America that I feel like the vast majority of people drink. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that that had to be pretty close to true. I mean, having not been there and then just hearing what you just said, Ian, it's like one of those things where it just made Dos Equis feel just so like worldly and global and timeless, like the way they positioned everything with this like Gatsby-esque guy who just seems larger than life. When in Rome, they do as he does. That's, I feel like, I don't know, times are obviously changing faster than ever, but it's like, I just feel like that's something that'll just always be timeless and never really go out of style. Is just this guy who has seen everything and knows every story and has been to every place. Like that's just always going to be appealing and like distinct. And, um, and in that sense, I feel like, you know, if that was the case with Corona, like it almost broke Dos Equis out of this box of being 
you know, a very specific niche Mexican beer and just blowing it out into something that was way larger and, you know, able to ship and just sort of like penetrate different markets and things like that. Like it, it feels like it really expanded the footprint for that reason. And I feel like the slogan, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis, is like a very, he is identifying himself as a Dos Equis drinker only. And I feel like it's it's when you find a brand that you love and you can swear by. And I feel like that doesn't go away. Like if you, like some people only wear Levi's or, you know, it's something that you stick to. So I think that that having your brands that you swear by is something that is also timeless. It also makes you feel cool when you when you buy it. At least for me, I feel cool when I go and get Dosa Keys because of the ad. He once had an awkward moment just to see how it feels. As opposed to like, if I just go in and get a Corona, I, I feel I feel pretty basic. You know what I mean? It, it's a great point. And I think that that's, you know, their color scheme, you know, the the green with the red, it's like so opposite from a Corona, right? It's like, if the most interesting man in the world is not going to resort himself to any other type of beer, which is like such a brilliant line. And what's also interesting is, he doesn't tell his accomplishments. From a narrative standpoint, one of the most interesting things about the ad for me is that it's this narrator saying all this stuff with this like archival footage of him doing all these crazy things. But he's not saying he's the most interesting man in the world. It's like the narrator found this guy and this guy happens to drink you know, only does Equis and he's the spokesman because this is when he drinks beer, he does this. But that's all he tells us. The only thing he tells us is that he prefers Dos Equis and, and he tells us to stay thirsty. And like, that's it. In the whole series, that's the only thing he ever says. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. Stay thirsty, my friends. So like... Just the way that they position that, this was not like a celebrity. This is not, no one knew who this guy was. This was a brand new character, never before created. Like, this is like how to create a character 101 with like mystery and intrigue. And like, they just crushed it. They knocked it out of the park. That's actually such a good point too. I never thought of that. It's like, he he's obviously delivering the message, but he doesn't tout his own accomplishments. And I think like he has more gravitas with the message and the words that he does say, because he's not tooting his own horn like somebody else is putting him on and saying or, or saying and showing all the cool things from this guy's life but i feel like a lot of times with you know ambassadors or brand spokespeople like they'll be the one saying i'm a doctor and you should listen to me about this medication for this reason and here's all of my accolades and you're like yeah yeah okay take it easy whereas this guy is just doing his thing he's hanging out in the jungle he's surfing doing what he does super interesting and someone else is saying He's the man, listen to everything he has to say. And in that sense, like as an audience, I feel like that works on us. On a, I never even thought about it until you just said it, Ian. But I'm like, oh yeah, of course I trust what this guy's saying because he doesn't have to He doesn't have to try too hard. He's just saying, yeah, if you're thirsty, drink this stuff. I do. And you already saw everything I'm up to. So no, no need to brag, you know? And that's really cool. His fortune cookies simply read, congratulations. I would say too, like, there's a lot of unspoken things going on too in these videos where like 
there, there are parts where he's just seated at this table and it looks like kind of dark and mysterious, like maybe he's in a casino or something. And there are women around him and they're all facing him, giving him their undivided attention. And it's like, what does that say? You know, and then just having people talk about you, like the, the narrator, right? That like God voice talking about him is like, he's doing these interesting things and people are talking about him. People are giving him attention. I feel like that speaks a lot as well. To that point of like the videos that they were using, they're like super grainy videos, like homemade style videos, which was so different from any other beer brands that like the highly produced commercials that were out at the time, like it kind of just caught your attention when you saw it. It was like, what's this? Like a homemade video of him like doing some like random, but like really cool stuff. Like I I think that's super unique and probably why it, why it caught so uh, so many people's attention. Yeah, I think going off of that too, Colin, like with the grainy old school film style, like they also sort of replaced the traditional like young actors you usually see in commercials for alcoholic beverages, like especially beer, like by having this really cool man who's lived like clearly a really rich life with awesome experiences. Like it was very different to have someone that has like a personality but also be like way older than like the general population who is probably like watching these kinds of ads and compared to like all of the other like beer brands and their competitors also like it was just such a different personality but I think that goes to like play into sort of like the Dos Equis mission I think of like this whole thing of they wanted people to like see this man and like hear what he was saying and be like, wait, I want to be like him because they can envision themselves as him because he's like so much older, like way more experienced versus like other ads that you would see with teenagers or like young adults your own age. And you kind of like compare yourself. But here there's not really any comparison because he's like way too cool, first of all. And he's also just like a completely different demographic. That's such a great point. The, the idea of like, this guy, it, it's so aspirational where you feel like if it's someone who's five years older than you who's drinking the beer, you're like, oh, well, I'm never going to make that many changes in my life and become that interesting in five years. But by making it, you know, uh, in a much older gentleman than you've normally seen in a beer commercial, you're like, oh, I, I really have a lot of time. If I start drinking Dos Equis right now, I mean, in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, there's, I, I could become this guy. Like, there's, there's something to this. Sharks have a week dedicated to him. And that's such an interesting twist because usually you see young people at the beach and doing this and doing that. And it's just such a cool way to subvert what we expect. And, and it obviously it worked. Yeah. I mean, Corona's ad campaign is based and not to say Corona's ad campaign is like brilliant, but it's basically like hot beach, chill, drink a Corona. Right. Whereas this, this is like completely different from that. It is like, I have seen the world. I've traveled everywhere and I don't always drink beer. But when I do, this is the one I choose. So it's like, if you want to do that stuff, then like, you know, you can make this decision for yourself. I think what's so cool about this is, and let's get into the slogan here. A slogan is a short and striking or memorable phrase used in advertising. Historically, a slogan was a Scottish Highland war cry. The coolest thing about the slogan to me is it's this two-part slogan, which is one is about him of saying like, this is like, I have seen the world. 
I don't always drink beer. This is what I choose. And the other is like his guidance, his wisdom to all of us, which is stay thirsty, my friends. A, he like considers us friends. And B, that like this is his personality saying it's not about just beer. It's about go see the world. Go do all the stuff that I did. Go like live a life worth living. And like it's such a brilliant slogan to get at that because it's about staying thirsty. And like obviously there's like sexual undertones of that. And there's and there's obviously like, you know, substance undertones of that and all that stuff. But they managed to just toe the line really well with this idea of stay thirsty, my friends, because that's what he wants you to do. And the and the opposite of that is what all the other beer companies do which is quench your thirst. Oh, you're thirsty? Grab this. And he's like, no, stay thirsty. Like, go out and do that. And I just, I think it's just brilliantly done. I hadn't thought so much about the second half of it, but now that you talk about it, it's true. The being thirsty, being thirsty for life and really going after exploring and just experiencing all that all that you can in life, I, I hadn't thought so much about. But when I was looking into these slogans and having a really powerful slogan like that, I came across this 2020 study that found that half of people, so 50% said a company's slogan is the brand element that helps them understand the company's purpose the most. And so when I think about that, I think about how Dos Equis is like this beer brand, but it's also like speaking to a certain lifestyle. And one other thing that the study found was that 47% of the people they surveyed said a company slogan is very or somewhat important when deciding to make a purchase. So this actually plays into like your profit and they defined sort of an effective slogan as depending on clarity of message creativity and familiarity with the brand. So clarity of message, that's easy, right? Creativity, you you see with all of the short snippets from this commercial, right? All the different ways that the most interesting man is interesting. Um, and then familiarity with the brand, like we all know the Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world. And then they talked about the most liked slogans and the most recalled slogans. Like what are the slogans that are the most memorable? Like M&M's was top of the list, right? Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. So there's no chocolate mess. There's clarity of message, creativity, familiarity with the brand. We all know that Eminem slogan. They also had the few, the proud, the Marines. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The happiest place on the earth, which is Disneyland and easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. So those all have those three elements of being super powerful slogans. And I feel like the Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world has all of that too. Totally. And it's it, it's really cool because it, it, when you say all that stuff, just to piggyback on that and why I think the Dos Equis campaign works so well is like, I, I recognize all those slogans as soon as you said them. And even before you said the specific slogans, I was thinking about all the slogans that have worked on me in the past as you're rattling off those stats and like, it all makes sense. But the thing that Dos Equis doesn't do for, for benefit that I think a lot of these things do, uh, like they, they feel like they're selling to you. Like, it's like, you have to have our product. Here's why with the Dos Equis thing, a, it's on brand for his character, but B, just from like a psychology standpoint, like he's like, yeah, I don't always drink beer. You know, it's, it's all good. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Like immediately, it just takes all the pressure out. And just from the jump of the log line, right as it starts, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do what this guy's telling me. He's not badgering me or beating me over the head with a message. He's just like, hey, I'm the man. I don't always do it. Maybe you don't. 
It's all good either way. I like this one. Like there's, it, it's so not salesman-y and it, it would be so off-brand for the character too and the way he delivers it. But just like, like Ian was saying about the rest of the slogan and how it ends with the stay thirsty, you, you get to that point in the slogan and it sticks so much harder because right from the beginning of him like muttering the slogan, you're like, oh, I'm, I don't have to be here. I want to be here. I want to be with this guy. I want to hear what he has to say. He's not hitting us with sales points. He's just, you know, telling us a little bit about how he feels and he's lived a cool ass life. So let's let's tune in, you know, and that works so well, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think like the whole second part of the slogan, like stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty, my friends. It's almost like a CTA if you think about it. Like if you connect it back to like B2B marketing and just like how we always tell people to have like calls calls to action at the end of like any type of content they're putting out or any ad, any video you have, like there always has to be something that you're like telling your audience to go look at, to go read, to go watch, to go like follow up on or talk to someone. And I feel like this is probably the most like natural, like funny, relatable CTA that's been part of a brand's slogan, like just stay thirsty, my friends, like go out, like, like Ian said, like go out, like have adventures, like do all these cool things. But he's saying so much by saying so little, which I think is so important in like a campaign like this. One of the other things from the slogan perspective that, that you're kind of talking about there, Annika, is it's aspirational, right? Like it is an aspirational slogan. I think that's, you know, one of the big takeaways for this is to make your slogan aspirational. Sasquatch has taken a photograph of him. Make something aspirational for your community. Like, we are his friends. Like, we are friends of Dos Equis. And he doesn't say, go buy one. He does. It's not the coldest beer ever made. It's not, you know, the whatever. And not, to, again, there's nothing wrong with, like, those other types of, of, uh, of slogans. You know, Coors Light, you know, uh, cold as the Rockies or whatever it is. It's, I can't really remember it. That's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant ad slogan as well. Cause when it's really hot out, you want the coldest beer possible, right? Turn the mountains turning blue is probably the best like product led sort of innovation in, in terms of like beer and marketing or, or things like that. Maybe we'll do another episode of remarkable on, on Coors Light, uh, tap the Rockies. But, um, with Dos Equis, it's totally different. It's aspirational for you as a person. It's aspirational to, to be that sort of uh, person. The other thing that this did is it spurred a generation of people talking about it, which is why obviously we're doing this on Remarkable, is people would remark about this all the time because they wanted to be in on the joke. They wanted to create situations for the most interesting man in the world. And if you go look on YouTube at these there's all sorts of people posting their jokes for the most interesting man in the world. And like, that is the other component of this is like, yes, it's brilliant. Yes, it makes you smile. Yes, it makes you want to order a Dos Equis when you're at the bar, when you're thirsty, all of those things. It also makes you try to be creative yourself and try to think of these situations. And like, obviously it spurred a ton of different marketing where people copied, copied that sort of stuff. But if you go back and look at these, like look at the comments of these YouTube videos of how people talk about this, like lovingly, like it's a character that was in their lives. People like, you know, there's, there's a guy on one of the comment threads on YouTube. That's like, I remember the, uh, whenever they'd run these spots, the store was always sold out at Dos Equis, right? Like stuff like that. Like there's so many people that had like a reverence and a love for these, 
campaigns and like it lives on in these YouTube videos, people continue to still like them. And it's now it's like nostalgic. Like how freaking brilliant of a marketing campaign do you have to have for people to be nostalgic about a bunch of ads that you ran? For what it's worth, I used, my, one of my English teachers had us do a writing assignment where we had to come up with our own um, like fill in the blank slogans based on this. Like I don't always blank, but when I do blank, like that was literally a writing assignment that we did in English class because of this, this ad which is just crazy to think about. No way. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's super funny. I'll add to this. So I got it completely wrong because I forgot about a whole subset of, of ads that he did where he was giving life advice. And so I forgot he did actually talk to the camera and he talked to us. And so I was going through some of those comments. It's never too early to start beefing up your obituary. <laughs> like, this guy is freaking so, so good. Uh, this is also great. Leave the tight pants to the ladies. If you can count the coins in your pocket, it's better. Uh, you better use them to call a tailor. Oh. I mean, like this stuff is so oh my God. funny, especially that was that was probably right when skinny jeans were super popular. Like it's in the cultural zeitgeist. Again, it's like they used a narrator to tell the tale. They used this like grainy footage of him doing all these worldly things. And then they and then they established him as this sort of like father figure to sort of all of us to say like, Hey, this is now I'm going to give you some advice of how you should live your life. Like, and we listened, <laughs> like we actually did these things. Find out what it is in life that you don't do well. And then don't do that thing. By the way, these original ads, these are 25 second spots. These are 30 second spots. They tell the entire story in 25 seconds using quick cuts, using quick stuff. If these ads launch today, brand new on social, they would go berserk viral on TikTok. These would do like billions of views if this same ad campaign was launched today, but it was launched, you know, during like traditional television. So it's just like, this is the sort of stuff that is, is so, so good. Yeah. When you talk about creating an iconic character to deliver the slogan and the message, it's like people dress up like this guy for Halloween the actor, the actor slash in, in character was invited to the White House to sit with Obama. I mean, that's insane. What other beer, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, commercial actor has been invited to the White House for the performance they delivered uh, in the beer commercial? Like, it's nuts. That's wild. How much that just penetrated culture and just, you know, became so iconic. It's crazy. That's insane. This is a character that a marketer made up, Right. Like how freaking inspiring that is that to be a content marketer and to think that I could create a character that meets the president. Like that's crazy. And then famously, so they switched to another actor to try to sort of go in a different creative direction. It completely, you know, flopped and didn't work. And then they, they stopped the ad campaign when Toseki's sales were slowing. And, it, you know, like this is one of those things like this ad could have gone forever they could have, you know, I mean, obviously there's extenuating circumstances and people change companies and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But like these ads could have ran forever. They would have always been great. Um, you could, they could roll them back out tomorrow and say, hey, we found a bunch of archival, archival footage of the most interesting man. They could go knock on the actor's door and they could make another thousand of these. And nobody would care. We would, I, I mean, we would all be excited. And that's like, again, it's, it's the power of creating an actual character, giving them backstory and then and then being able to, to let that stuff happen and then giving them the slogan, right? 
He is the one telling us the slogan. It's not the company telling us the slogan. It's a person, right? And like, that's a, it's a, it's a very big difference. Okay. Applications to B2B. The three big reasons people love slogans are what makes a slogan honestly like stick in people's brains. So like clarity of message, creativity, and familiarity with the brand. So I think in Dos Equis case, like people were probably not super familiar with the brand. So they really had to like be very, very creative and also make sure their messaging was clear regardless of like what crazy out of the box things they were doing. And they nailed those two on the head like pretty amazingly. So like, how do people create amazing slogans? Like you have to make sure it's memorable and like be different, be catchy. I think like what people can learn, what people in the B2B world can learn from those Equis specifically is like from the whole like signature style of the campaign, like grainy old school films. It's almost as if all of the ads could have been directed by the same person, which is rare for ads that are coming from a brand campaign. Like it had the same character, like same storylines, just like different jokes and like adventures all like weaved into it. You can think of like your brand slogan almost as if it was a movie trailer. Like you want to get your key point across. You want to peak enough interest for audiences to engage with the content you're putting out, which I think is like definitely done through having a strong character and having a very strong slogan. So a lot of B2C companies do it really well. Um, like Nike, just do it again. It's a CTA wrapped up in a slogan. You're like, just do what? But like, do it, like do everything. Wendy's is another one. Where's the beef? It's a question, but it's funny. Hello? Where's the beef? <laughs> Wendy's kind of people never ask, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody there. It gets people like thinking about, you know, food, honestly. Coca-Cola, open happiness, Apple, think different. And then when it comes to B2B companies, I feel like people think it can be a little more challenging to come up with a really creative, funny, catchy slogan. But I feel like this is where there's a ton of room for innovation. There's like so many opportunities to create like funky characters and just go with it. Like I honestly were was like racking my brain trying to think of B2B companies that have really cool slogans. And there's like a couple that, you know, they are getting like their main message across. They're not like super creative though. Like Slack, for example, where work happens, super simple, gets the message across. But I feel like that creativity element that really comes with having like a really strong character that's tied to your brand. And I think just like a storyline that follows your slogan. So one element that I thought made this ad so good was like making the product cool, like doing something a little different to make it feel cool. Um, Liquid Death is a company right now that's like all in the news right now. And I think they do this, making their product cool like very well, where they just sell water. But what they do is instead of going with a traditional advertising and uh, marketing route, they like their slogan is murder your thirst. Our proprietary thirst murdering process begins with liquid death forming a rope of veins that will wrap around your thirst's head and strangle it. And they put it in beer cans 
but it's just it's just water. And they they like have these competitions for the world's most famous water boy. And they like give out this huge cash cash prize and make it a whole production. It's like making something so basic as water cool. Like I think that's a cool element that they incorporated within their marketing that I don't know if they got it from inspired by the Dosa Keys ad, but it's certainly a component of what the Dosa Keys ad has and what makes it so good. Wait, that's such a good example. I didn't even think of them. And I think that's like, they like built a community around their whole like brand, basically, like their whole kind of like messaging and their like story by having like this water boy kind of like competition, like you're engaging your audience similar to how those Ikis, like probably not on purpose, but people still like made their own um, versions of the slogan, like in the YouTube comments and like you, Colin, you did like an English assignment on it. Like it's creating kind of like little mini communities of people that are like just really engaged with your company. And I feel like they're advertising for almost like straight edge people. And it's got that like badass kind of, I mean, the slogan is super badass, right? Like, and I feel like that's part of being straight edge is just being a little edgy and having sort of that persona around it too. So I think that they like know their audience super well or their target audience, but that it works in so many other situations where it's like, maybe you don't want to drink, but you still want to hold something that looks like a, an alcoholic beverage. Um, so I think that's part of like knowing their audience super well too. Yeah. The, and the liquid death stuff is is so cool because they, they incorporate the murder your thirst and, and people murdering the environment by using single use plastic. That's why that all their stuff is in cans too. So they have like a really strong social element to that as well. People have gotten liquid death tattoos and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. I think the idea of um, finding that thing about your company that's unique that you can push into. And I think that a lesson for B2B companies is the aspirational piece of this is like, stay thirsty, my friends, is so aspirational. Having this character that says, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dosakis. He doesn't even say I drink. He says I prefer. God, it's just brilliant copywriting. But the idea that that isn't the slogan, right? The slogan isn't him saying the brand. The slogan is stay thirsty, my friends. And like, that's a key differentiator, right? Is like the aspirational part of your slogan, which is you want your community or your fans or whatever, or the people who purchase your product to do X, Y, and Z, to live a great life, to explore, to, you know, innovate, to do whatever it is that you want them to do. Like that is aspirational. Talking about your company is very different. And like, this is what I call the wear the t-shirt moment is like, would you wear a t-shirt that says, I prefer Dos Equis? Actually, you might, because that's pretty cool still. Or would you wear the t-shirt that says, Stay thirsty, my friends. Right? And it's like, that's the wear the, wear the t-shirt moment. It's like, would you wear the t-shirt that says whatever, some you know lame B2B slogan like, optimize together? No, you wouldn't wear that. But you, you might wear something that is more aspirational or is funny or is connected in some way. And that's really what I think uh, they tap into with, with, with Dos Equis is, is this sort of, um, you know, building something that's, that's greater than just their product, which is what we all want to do. All right. I'm going to read some stuff here. This is the YouTube comments. He's given life altering advice to those who eavesdrop. He always gives 100% even when donating blood. <laughs> uh, he lives vicariously through himself. 
Some say he found the fountain of youth, but didn't drink because he was thirsty. Both sides of his pillow are cool, which is like, that's been memed like 5 million times. Mosquitoes refuse to bite him purely out of respect. I love that. That's my favorite. The ultimate level of respect. <laughs> um, and anyways, what's so fun about this stuff is people up in the comments posting all this stuff. Some of it's their own creation. Some of it's clips from the uh, different videos. Like it's just, it is pervasive and it's cool and it's interesting and it sparks, uh, sparks conversation. And therefore it's remarkable. Well done team. I think we, uh, we, we covered it. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that's it for today. I hope you got some good ideas for your B2B content. Thank you for listening to Remarkable. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. Remarkable is created by the team at Caspian Studios, B2B podcast as a service. Caspian also creates fiction series for B2B companies. So if you want a business thriller, you can learn more at caspianstudios.com. Hollywood style storytelling for B2B. And in today's episode, you heard from myself, Ian Faison, Dane Eckerly, our head of development, Colin Stamps, our podcast launch manager, Anika Das, B2B content marketing manager, and Meredith O'Neill, senior producer here at Caspian Studios. Remarkable was produced this week by Meredith O'Neill, mixed by Scott Goodrich, and our theme song is Solomon by Balak. Be remarkable and rise above the noise. <laughs>